0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to Pitch Talk.
1: We are fans of football dropping vlogs, vlogs, videos and podcasts on the beautiful game.
0: Check out our videos on YouTube and Instagram's IGTV, including special feature
2: segments, vlogs such as
1: 5 Minutes with a G,
2: The Straight Shoot in View, Coaching with JBK,
1: Audio on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podomatic, Spotify,
0: Mixcloud and other podcast platforms.
2: Join the Pitch Talk revolution
0: on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook and our official website www.pitch-talk.com The Pitch is where we eat The Pitch is where we sleep and The Pitch is where we talk
2: Pitch Talk special feature segment Hey
0: everybody, what is up? My name is Straight Shooter LJ and welcome to this third part of our special feature series about recent COVID postponements, potential Premier League restructures and much, much more. Now in this one, this final installment, we look at, is there integrity in football anymore at the top level of the game? Is there? Also, Is COVID exposing a lack of integrity from Premier League clubs? Has the pandemic done that? Are the COVID postponements, are they selective in nature? And also, should bigger clubs, considering they've got, on average, bigger squads, be forced to play their under-23s or even younger Or fringe players, if they have, say, a bunch of cases of COVID, for instance. Hey, bigger resources, bigger squads. So should the bigger sides be forced to do that? And, I mean, should players also be played out of position? If you've got square pegs in round holes because of COVID infections, it's kind of like, well, should it be tough tea? You've got a big squad, you've got 25 men, deal with it. Or should it be handled a little more carefully? Should the Premier League be counted with? But it's well was as well the quality of competition in the Premier League, the integrity of the competition. Is it being hurt by clubs? And is it currently fair with the amount of postponements that have been going on that seem to be selective? Also, as well we do round out with our clubs thinking about the fans with these postponements. A lot of them obviously are happening at very, very short notice when fans have already bought their tickets and bought train tickets and, every, and everything else as well. So, let us know your views
2: and we'll see you on the other side. Pitch Talk special feature segment.
1: Now, you know, I hear the arguments from both sides of the coin. Um, I can see... Strategically, um, how it benefits Arsenal, and I totally understand where you're coming from, um, Nathan, in terms of uh, that how how it, and Jamie, in terms of how it works in our favour, uh, in terms of the amount of games that we play and how how they fall, and, and, and particularly that the fact that we're not in Europe. I I totally understand the logical thinking that everyone else has been taking these postponement breaks. You know, it does look like real shaky times for us at the moment with, you know, the Xhaka suspension, the fact that Odegaard, um, smith Rose injured, you know, plus we've got a few players off at the AFCON. I I absolutely get it. And the fact that Odegaard had COVID. But for me, it's just the integrity part. It's the integrity part that's killing me when trying to understand the whole situation, because I'm not going to dig out other clubs and what they've done. I'm just looking at it from the perspective of postponing the game. If we're going to postpone the game, that means we've got a COVID outbreak. If we've got a COVID outbreak, that means you're you're shutting down the training ground and everything like that. There's no news of Arsenal doing anything like that. There's only news that one player's got COVID. So for me, it's like, well, we're showing a side to us where it's just looking bad. And and some people say, oh, what, what do you care about looking bad for? Well, in terms of, it looks bad all over. Like, like I said, in terms of that squad use, it, it looks like we've got a manager, yeah, who doesn't care about squad players. Like, like, I don't know, you know, I'm not around Arsenal squad, so I don't know how they all are in terms of wanting to play for Arsenal and whether they, they're actually bothered that, you know, things like this happen, Yeah. But I would like to think there are players in there that are vexed because they want to play football. um, And they want to play under a manager who wants to give everybody an opportunity to showcase their talents. Like, like I look at Leeds, perfect example of a club who, yeah, okay, they haven't had COVID um, outbreaks, apparently. They've had loads of injuries and they're just cracking on with it. You know, they're... They, they, you know, we've seen in the season they were getting battered week in, week out with these big injury problems. They've had Bash Bamford out, they've had Rafinha out, they've had um, other key players out of the squad. Yet yeah, they've just been cracking on with it. Yeah, they, what this weekend they they had a 15 year old on the bench, they had 18, 19 year olds come off. They got two more players injured. They're just cracking on with it. You don't see them crying. Like Bielsa's doing what I'm starting to see as what why he's been called an incredible coach. At first, I was, was criticising him. Not criticising him, but criticising the fact that why is this guy getting called an incredible coach? What is it about him that is an incredible coach? He hasn't won anything. He hasn't done this. He hasn't done that. That's what I was saying. But now I'm starting to see what every, where other coaches will give him his credit. He creates a system. He gets in players from all age groups. You know, he coaches them and enables them to play within his system. You know, whether they win or lose, he can. He knows he can rely on whoever he's going to call up to try and play and um, execute what they've been coached to do. That's a coach. I, I get it. Like, now, going back to the Arsenal situation, I, I just don't understand what's going on in terms of, you know, if we haven't got an outbreak where's the squad players like back in the days if a player if we didn't have a midfielder you stick a defender in the that's that's football this is like this is just going back to the golden age of football yeah well i can only talk about our golden age in the, in the in the i guess in the in the early early 90s mid 90s that's what clubs used to do if you ain't got a player for a certain position and you can't loan a player in or you can't transfer a player in, you're using one of your other squad players to fit that position. It's, it's what you have to do. It's, it's part of the game. It's what you did in school. you get me? If, you, if your star striker wasn't there, you're sticking a midfielder. You're sticking your best midfielder up, up top. If your star defender's not there, you're sticking it. Your, do you get what I'm saying? That's what you had to do. But like I just don't get it. You don't when your goalkeeper gets injured and you ain't got a replacement goalkeeper in goal, you you don't abandon the match because you you haven't got a goalkeeper in the bench to swap him over with. You stick someone in like that. I'm just thinking of those basic logics. That's that's what's irking me because the integrity of the game is getting destroyed and and it's like it's getting papered over like oh well, you know, it's covid, blah blah blah, what 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 not. And also it's a money thing. Don't get me wrong, I absolutely get what what Jamie's saying in terms of, you know, obviously clubs are thinking about the money side and how much money's on the line and, you know, I get it. But in terms of the integrity of the game, that's not what the game's about, do you get me? You have squads for a reason, you have coaches for a reason, you're coaching the squad. You you have backup players, that's the whole point. When one player goes down, you've got another player. If you're a bigger club, you've got backup players, then you've got youth squad, then you've got the, the underage youth squad. Yeah. Also you've got the under 23s and then you've got the the youth squad. So you've got an abundance of players that you're meant to be able to choose from. Whether they're good or not, yeah, that, that ain't down to that's everyone's individual. Every club's individual case study, like whether your 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 youth squad's good enough, that ain't not that like whether Arsenal's youth squad is good enough to fit into the first team. That ain't Man United's problem. That's not Liverpool's problem. Chelsea's problem. Bright, Brighton's problem. Burnley's problem. That's Arsenal's problem. That that's down to Arsenal. Arsenal. That's the point of you having coaches and a coaching team that's in sync to get these players ready to play for the first team. That's no one else's problem. So games should, that's not the fans problem that people that, and another thing that that, that's irking me is people are not thinking about, they're they're not thinking about the fans. Like obviously I don't go to games anymore, but the, the whole reason why I didn't renew season ticket for the last two seasons is because of shit like this. Cause I could see this BS happening Like shit like this, Knowing that, I'm going to be going to a game and then on the day of the game, it's going to get cancelled because of COVID. I just knew it. Like, it's going to be a waste of a season ticket because I know that, you know, the normal pattern of going on a Saturday or going on a Thursday isn't going to happen because there's going to be delays and blah, blah. Games getting postponed. I'm not going to be able to go. I ain't going to be able to sell tickets now. I sold sold a second ticket, then someone else, then I'm going to have to give the person back their money because they can't go on the next days. Like, they're not thinking about the fact They're definitely not thinking about the fans. Like, it, it, this is... The integrity of the game's gone at the top. Seriously, it's gone at the top. It, it's, it's 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 ridiculous.
0: You know what, Gav? I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think you're spot on. I mean, you mentioned about Marcelo Bielsa. But remember, Leeds are a smaller club. So, you've also got to factor in that they may have asked... For postponement of games Because at one point I think they had like 11 first team players out Where does that sound familiar? Because the season before We weren't getting cut no slack We weren't getting cut no slack at all Everybody was laughing Oh, you was the Like We weren't getting cut no slack at all And people were trying to mock us out like, dude, we basically got a whole first team out Because we, we did legitimately have About 10, 11 players out at once no one, no, one, no one was backing it for us. So, like, the league... If the Premier League ain't going to back it for us, they ain't going to be as defending champions. It was one of them ones. They ain't going to back it for Leeds. So, Leeds, I think, is one of them ones where... Yeah, Bielsa's a great coach. No doubt in that. No doubt. And... Like, from like my experience of managing the Ibis 4s a few years back before the merger, it was one of them ones where, like... To keep a team's morale up after you're getting beaten 7-0, whatever the case. There was one where I had four dropouts on the morning of a game. Where it's one of them ones where, like, (laughs) we had four dropouts on the morning of a game. We had to start with, we had to play 90 minutes with nine men. It was like, it was against Polytechnic. Ironically, our local rivals from over the road. Whereas one of them ones, but we got beaten 13-2 and the referee even like was just basically playing linesman in our favour because he was like nah but like you lot got it hard because they had what 11 players and 3 subs and they were using them and fair play to them but the but the fact is it's one of them ones where it's like if you've got enough if you've got enough players period whether they be from under 23s or whatever you've got to promote them up because remember as well I said this precedent has been set and this is where I was mentioning about double standards the precedent was set two years ago. Where us as defending champ, as defending obviously Champions League winners, is one numbers. The FIFA Club World Cup. That's a glorified PR mission for FIFA, and I've said that since 2005. So it's one number. So we had we obviously had to do that. We wanted to send the shadow squad out there. We didn't want to send the. We didn't want to send no first team squad when we're trying to chase the title. We didn't want to send no first team squad out to Qatar for three or four weeks. We didn't want to do that, and especially at the New Year, Christmas, New Year period, you having a laugh. We didn't want to do that. At least the difference between us and Man United 20 years ago is that we won it. But it's one of them ones we didn't want to do that because at the end of the day, it's like, well, we're gonna to have to play a whole under-23 squad in the FA Cup, and in the League Cup, and it's like, we didn't want to disrespect those Cups, again, we didn't do what Man United did 20 years ago, and it's like, yeah, we don't we don't care about the FA Cup, we're going to play in this FIFA Club World Cup, we need it for PR, and it's one well of them, so it's like, I think I said, PR So it's one of them ones where, Leeds have probably applied and said, no, you know, we got this many players out, the league have gone, tough titty, you got to play these games, so, with the COVID, with the COVID thing, it's one of them where it's like, as, as, as I think you rightly said, Gav, it's one of them ones where, yeah, you put square pegs in round holes if you ain't got the round pegs to go in the round holes, pure and simple. How many times did we play together for the Ibis 4s, Gav, and I had to go and goal. I'm not a goalkeeper. I've still had it, but I've still had it this season where it's like i've had two man of the match awards officially i've had two man of the match awards and both of them came for me being in goal i'm not a goalkeeper i'm a center back but we didn't have a goalkeeper but guess what we still had to fulfill those league games and league rules state that boy if you got seven if you got seven or more players you got to play the game seven players is the bare minimum so it's one of them was you gotta have a centre back up top. If you if you've got six centre backs and no striker, you put one as that. You put you look like, all right. Put two of them as defensive mids, which again has happened to me as well for for a few games. In a what eventually ended up as a title winning season, we were narrowly losing games, but I was playing at, D, at DM. And it's like, dude, I'm not a DM, but bugger it, square pegs round holes. We ain't got no one to play alongside someone else. So, I think it is one of them ones where you got you got to play people out of position. Might be fun to see Virgil van Dijk as a striker. Um, get Joe Gomez back in the lineup. Yeah, there's so many permutations as to what could be done. But at the same time, but I said, it's a case of if, you're, if your first team's wiped out, then I said, like with us and our title defense, when we had 10, 11 players out at any one time, you've got to play youngsters. You've got to play people out of position. Sorry, but that's just the luck that's just the way it happens whether it be injuries whether it be covid it's just got to happen but as but it was an it's an interesting point you made about fringe players imagine the confidence imagine how much that messes up messes with the confidence of fringe players where it's like yeah we've got well, yeah we got this pandemic sweeping through we got 10 11 players out but we still don't trust you fringe players to do anything <laughs> it's like, wow. But I said, Arteta would probably rather again get postponed until he has a stronger squad because he knows that his job's on the line. And it always comes back to that because of the money, because of the results. And football's a results and money game. You can't get away from that. So it's, it's madness.
2: Yes, you make some very good points, um, Gavin, on this about the integrity of the game. Look, the integrity went out the window the moment that teams like Chelsea and Blackburn were buying players um, just to win the Premier League. Um, look at the integrity of, of Chelsea um, at the moment. The first, the first moment that, that what's his name, um, current, man, current man, manager Tuchel starts to have a dip in form. He's out the door. There isn't a there isn't a question about how long he's gonna last. He's won the Champions League, yeah, fair enough. But unless you unless he wins it back to back to back, and I'm talking three times, he ain't he ain't staying. He's gotta win that Champions League as many times as Real Madrid did. And that's that's basically putting Chelsea on a even playing field with Real Madrid in terms of shirt sales and all the other stuff, bringing players through is not a um, is issue. Now I see what you're talking about in terms of integrity of Arsenal not playing the, uh, playing the youngsters and stuff like that. But how many times have we played youngsters in the last few years in terms of bringing them through? And I know that we've we've got a consistency of of numbers now but I'm talking about in Wenger's days between 2010 and I believe it was 2020, uh, the 2018, I think he only brought through two youngsters from the Academy. So that says it all. So it's, it's, it's been coming. This has been, it's been happening. It's just the case of it's now showing because COVID is around. Um, yes, we've got youngsters at the moment, being brought through because of the exploits of Saka, Mils um, um Ainsley Maitland-Niles, and all of those guys, they were being brought through just before Wenger was leaving. So they've they've continued their good form since then. But most of those players didn't come through. Um, most of those players have been at the club since Wenger was around. Now all of a sudden we're bringing players through since um, Emery was was around. Or, or the other way, we're just bring it We're just basically bringing players through for the sake of it at the moment. Tavares, a, a signing. Same thing was same thing with with a couple of other players. If we're talking about bringing players through, then we should have had a left back before we even thought about signing Nuno Tavares, and he had a really tough game against Nottingham Forest, um, to the point where he got taken off before half time. Um, so, yeah, this has been coming through them for years. It's just a case of our biggest era was between ninety eight to twenty fifteen essentially so a good sixteen years or seventeen years whatever whatever the case may be it, but it's now it's now over we We have to look to to a new future where integrity will be called into question, regardless. Because that is what the Premier League is all about now.
0: That's an interesting point you make about integrity of the game at the top. And this is something I've, I I mean, you know from the old PT shows and videos, I've been extremely critical of for years. And even obviously because you guys know me from before, it's one of them ones where it's like, I've been critical of this way before even the original PT shows back in 2010 the integrity of the game at pro level well there's I'll put it this way there's no honour among thieves and at the end of the day even pre-pandemic these clubs weren't thinking about the fans remember some of the pitch talk push points and live shows when we were talking about them charging 60 quid for what's it Arsenal Man City and, and fans were like "No, no, nah now nah, 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 you're taking the mickey they've been taking the mickey from before that it had been happening from before that look at season ticket prices look at season ticket waiting lists like 12 year waiting lists and all that kind of crap and it's absurd and it's one of them ones so these clubs have been mocking the fans for for a very long time now and it's and this pandemic has just exacerbated that because you look at how many games over the years have been moved for television look at look at the fixture list say the fixture list comes out on august 20th just for pure instance comes out on august 20th by august 23rd 8 9 10 15 of those games have been rescheduled for tv because they want to get their billions they want to get their money and they're mugging the fans off and i've and i've said for a lot for a while as well even pre-pt about the proliferation of coverage the proliferation of coverage on different obviously on different channels that does not work in the fans favor because if you're paying 60 quid plus for sky sports remember sky used to bundle and i don't know if they still do it now but remember they used to bundle movies and sports together you couldn't break up that package so you were paying 50 plus quid at least just just to get if you wanted sports you had to have movies and vice versa so you might not even you might not watch it you might watch one movie every every year but you're still having to pay 50 60 quid north of that as well for the whole package and it's mockage and you can't break them up but then you had satanta come in that's another six seven eight quid on top then espn after satanta went another five six quid on top of what you're paying for sky and then now, you've got now, obviously, you've got BT Sport where you're paying another what, eight, nine, 10, 15 quid on top. Then you've got Amazon jumping in as well, who are slowly taking over the world. More on that on other vlogs and podcast episodes. But you've got Amazon jumping in as well, and that's another few quid that you're shelling out if you want games for Amazon Prime. So it's like all told, you could be paying close to 80, 90 quid. And it's that, like, and even then and even then you look at the 3 pm blackout rule. You ain't even getting every game with your club. And you can't because of the 3 p.m. blackout rule, which is not even legislation. It's not a law. That 3 p.m. blackout, ironically ironically enough. supposed to be for the fans it's supposed to be protecting these clubs because they're thinking oh if everybody can watch a game on a saturday nobody's gonna go to games it's like how archaic can you can you get and there's one of them that's been in place for decades and it's like dude like you can't you can't run things like that anymore but yeah they want to turn around and sting people who are doing the quote-unquote illegal streaming services and I have a personal interest in one of those cases but that's neither here nor there but the fact of the matter is they want to sting people for that but yet they want to be mocking still holding up this 3 p.m. blackout rule on a Saturday and then then rescheduling games for TV where it's like oh yeah let's have this big game on a Monday night no but what are you doing? now people who have booked their tickets a week or two out you're saying you're saying to them nah 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 you gotta change all that and that ain't cheap and then people gotta get days off work you might you, you might not be able to get that so you're out like a couple hundred quid per game it's mockage. so yeah man they've been mocking for a while I said a long while and now it's coming home it really is coming home the roost Yeah, so that's been the third and final part of this Pitch Talk special feature segment about potential Premier League restructures, COVID-19 postponements and a hell of a lot more. Now, I said it's a case of do you think there's integrity in football at the top level anymore? Is, has covid exposed a lack of integrity that most may not have known about before with the was some nefarious looking kind of stuff when it comes to especially selective postponements are the Premier League picking and choosing the games that they want to postpone and the ones that they want to that they want to allow or force to go ahead also also should bigger clubs? be forced to play fringe players, they're under twenty-threes, they're under eighteens, if they haven't got enough first team players to play games? Should it be a level playing field for everybody? And also, should players be played out of position if you haven't got enough players? If you ain't got enough first team players, if you haven't got first team striker, should you have to play a centre back up top just to get the games fulfilled and keep the integrity of the competition? And also, are clubs thinking about the fans with these applying for these last-minute postponements after fans have obviously booked hotels, bought their tickets, and all that? Comment section is below, and also www.pitch-talk.com. That is official website for everything Pitch Talk. You can catch our podcast there, special feature segments like this one. And much much more on our website youtube.com forward slash pitch talk you can catch special feature segments such as jbk at the 2021 vitality women's fa cup final his video diary from that also pitch talk at the southern amateur league senior challenge cup final that was quite a lot of me and the g man very enjoyable day caught up with some old peeps as well and some old mates as well also, also, at Pitch Talk on Twitter. Tweet you with us, follow us, see what we are up to. Facebook.com forward slash become, become, become a fan, become a friend, become a member of the group. Join the footballing revolution we are working so hard to create. As I said, at Pitch Talk on Twitter, at Pitch Talk on Instagram as well for vlog previews and much, much more on Reddit, at Pitch Talk there as well. You can catch our podcasts on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and many other places, inc- including Podomatic and Verbal, V U R B L dot com, at Get Verbal on Twitter. Tweet them and tell them we sent you because we are verbal ambassadors and proud of it as well you know what I have been straight shooting LJA, and until next time thank you for your time on this Pitch Talk special feature from me, from JBK from the G-Man and Nathan Arsenal who featured on part 2 as well, take it easy peeps and we'll see you next time Join the Pitch Talk revolution Check out the official Pitch Talk website www.pitch-talk.com